The final cuts are in, a few surprises, a few no-brainers, and maybe a few guys headed back before too long. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcast. My name is Travis Rogers. Thanks for making us a part of what you do each and every day here at the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find me on Twitter as well, at Travis Rogers is the way you can do that. And when I am not hosting Locked On Rams, I also host the Rams pre-half and post-game show on their flagship station ESPN 710 right here in Los Angeles, as well as host the Travis and Sliwa show, which is 10A to 1P every day on that very same 710 ESPN. Um, it is cut down day. We're going to get into that a couple of different ways coming up here in just a little bit. And somebody asked me an interesting question on my radio show that I want to talk about here as well. And that question is, does Sean McVay have more or less pressure on him coming into this season as the defending Super Bowl champion that is a guy that was trying to run down his very first? That's coming up in just a little bit. Let me remind you that today's episode of Locked on Rams is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize pick projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First-time users receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. Okay. So let's start right here. Let's start with some of the roster moves that the Rams made here uh, today. The trade deadline, or excuse me, the roster cut down day deadline um, is today, August 30th. And here's who is coming and here's who is going. Let's start with this. One of the um, Bryce Perkins made the team, right? And, and I don't think that that is a huge surprise because Bryce Perkins was too valuable to let go. There, There is a real scenario where Bryce Perkins needs to play for your football team and play pretty well. I think Sean McVay knows that. I think this was somebody that I can't let. Quarterbacks are hard to find. I think I have one. I need to keep that guy on the roster. So not a big surprise, but they did, in fact, keep him. They did not play the game where maybe we can put him on the practice squad, hope nobody grabs him. Somebody would have grabbed him. That felt like a no-brainer. Um the other one that was brought up a lot during the preseason because of the way that he played, and this is the proverbial, you know, play so well they can't leave you off the roster, of course, comes back to um, Lance McCutcheon. Lance McCutcheon led the NFL in receiving during the 2022 preseason, which doesn't really mean a whole lot except for he impressed Sean McVay to the point where I have to have him. He impressed Joe DiCamillo to the point where I can use him on special teams that the Rams um, decided to carry that extra wide receiver. It's the group that you thought it would be. It's um, Van Jefferson. It's Cooper cup. It's uh, Allen Robinson are your three main guys. You've got your next guy is Tutu Atwell and Ben Skoranek and Brandon Powell makes six. And then you have uh, Lance McCutcheon as your number seven guy. That's a lot of depth at one position, but Sean McVay loves those sorts of players so that he made a, uh, that he made a roster spot is, uh, is a tribute to the way that he performed during the preseason and that you can play your way onto the team, which I think he did. But what happened along the way is, is that Jacob Harris, who was a fourth round pick of the Rams a year ago, 
was released, right? He was, you know, maybe he can stick on the practice squad if nobody picks him up along the way. It's possible. But a couple of different things going on with this. Number one, Jacob Harris is a guy that is, is kind of a two-way guy. He's a wide receiver by trade, but you can also line him at the tight end. He's a big, powerful guy, uh, incredibly athletic, and somebody that the Rams thought highly enough to spend one of their, by Ram standards, high draft picks, a fourth-round draft pick, and they've moved on from him. So you've obviously become a little less versatile, and especially in a position where you really only have a couple of guys in Higby and Bryson Hopkins that if you do need to go to a tight end, um, you might have to look outside the organization at that point. So that's number one. Number two is I like what they're doing in this sense. A fourth round, the, the, the Raiders, I mean, the Raiders are getting rid of first round picks left and right, which means you're terrible at drafting players. But the Rams used a fourth round pick on Jacob Harris last year. They have a roster spot this year that they feel more comfortable with giving it to Lance McCutcheon, um, who is an undrafted free agent out of Montana State. The Rams are comfortable saying, you know what? This makes us better right now. This makes us a better football team. If it means we missed on a fourth round pick, it means we missed on a fourth round pick. And we're going to go on the thing. We're going to go with the player that gives us the best chance of success right now. And I think that that just is a really tangible example of how committed they are to this season and how committed they are to continue to win and win at a very high level. Now, look, if it comes down to Jacob Harris and Lance McCutcheon, it probably won't, but you know, I keep going back to that Super Bowl where Ben Skoranek was on that field at important times. Um, you got to, Bryson Hopkins is out there for important times. You're down to all sorts of guys that you did not think you're going to need that are playing, not only playing in the Super Bowl, but they're in important plays in the Super Bowl. So you just don't know. But I think that it just is, is a very, very good example of where the Rams are philosophically that look fourth round pick does not mean that you've got, you know, a guarantee of a couple of years or longer to figure this thing out. You got to figure it out on the fly. And that's something that the Rams have done. Congratulations to Lance McCutcheon. A um, couple of other roster notes along the way that no really big news in the, um, the secondary. There are some rumblings that maybe Terrell Burgess was kind of on the bubble that maybe he was in a, a potential spot where if they wanted to add some depth in some other places that he might be the odd man out. He makes it through. He's going to be a part of the Rams uh, 53 man roster going forward. No real big surprises in the secondary. So I think that the Rams figured that, you know, with the addition of Troy Hill, with the ascendance of Robert Rochelle and with the addition of Kobe Durant and Darian um, Kendrick, that they're in a pretty good spot as far as wide, or as far as defensive backs go. And we don't have to, you know, cut some of these guys and go looking in the market. They like what they have right now. I think that's good news. And then lastly, a player that they drafted in the seventh round, AJR Curry, um, was released as well. Bobby Evans was maybe on that bubble of maybe they're going to go with him, maybe they're not. Uh, they ultimately decide uh, to keep the more experienced player in Evans, and our Curry is down the road uh, cut after his first training camp with the Rams. And again, maybe these guys have a chance to land somewhere else. Maybe the Rams can sneak him through and get him on that practice squad. Time will tell. Everybody's got to take some uh, time to figure out which players you want from some other organizations before this thing is finally um, done as far as your practice squad goes. Which brings us to the next part, right? This is what I want to get into next. The Rams, um, no big surprise at running back, but a very familiar face is available all of a sudden, and I wonder if we might not see him sooner than later. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. 
All right, so are you one of the you know countless people that are playing daily fantasy sports? You probably are, right? We're all doing it at one point or another. Wouldn't you like to, I don't know, win a little bit more? And this is where prize picks come in, right? An unbelievable daily fantasy site that you got to try for yourself because here's what you're trying to do. You're not trying to beat these incredible sharps and these unbelievably complex lineups. Let me ask you this. Do you think that Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for more than 320 yards in that first game? Yes or no, right? You probably have an opinion on that. Derrick Henry rushing for more or less than 85 yards. Cooper Cup, is he going to score a touchdown or not? 0.5, over or under? These are the sorts of things that you're going to find at Price Picks. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Price Pick projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. How good does that sound? It's not competing against other people. It's you against the projections available. It's NFL, it's NBA, it's Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA, college football, you name it. Prize Picks has got you covered. It is safe and you can withdraw your money very, very quickly. It's currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Here's how you do it. You download the Prize Picks app or you go to prizepicks.com and sign up and play daily fantasy sports. And first time users receive a 100% instant cash deposit match up to $100 with the promo code. Here it is locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, they're going to give you a 50. Don't forget to enter that promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Thanks again for making Locked On Rams your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the ultimate pro football preview starting August 31st, an eight episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. Local team experts and NFL insiders of the Locked On Podcast Network, that would be me, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Starting August 31st, search for the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so heading into the opener against the Buffalo Bills on September 8th, the Rams are pretty pretty set at where they need to be pretty set at, right? You know that Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Bobby Wag, Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, Tyler Higby, all of these guys are going to be there and ready to go, uh, you know, knocking on wood right now between now and opening night on the 8th. Um, I think you can feel pretty good that Cam Akers is going to be standing behind Matthew Stafford for that first series or so. And I think that you can feel pretty good that Daryl Henderson is going to get some reps as well. He's going to get some opportunities to show Sean McVay and Rams fans what he's all about, um, like he has the last couple of years. Let me ask you this, though. Do you feel certain that those guys are going to be there week four, week six, week eight? I sure don't. That Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers, while explosive and dynamic when available, are not available all that often. That they basically haven't practiced in, in, in a super meaningful way for most of camp. Soft tissue injuries. They didn't participate in the preseason. They didn't participate in the joint practice against the Cincinnati Bengals. That we have not got to see them um, as much as I'm sure Sean McVay would like, as I'm sure that a number of Rams fans would like. Sony Michelle got cut by the Dolphins yesterday. Sony Michelle might have been the great unsung hero for the Rams season last year. What he was asked to do was nothing short of incredible. Come into a team that you did not know. You do not know Sean McVay. You do not know the way that the Rams run things. And oh, by the way, I need you to be the opening day running back with about five minutes notice. And he did it. And he got better as the season went along. When the Rams hit the skids in, in November, when they went on that three-game losing streak um, and they came out of it, 
it was because they decided, no, let's give the ball to Sony Michelle over and over and over again and let him carry some of this water. Uh, Cam Akers ultimately ends up coming back towards the end of the season. He got the majority of the carries um, at that point. And Sony Michelle wasn't ripping off 130 yard games, but he picked up blocks. He caught the ball when it was thrown to him. And more than anything else, Sean McVay seemed to trust him in big moments, that this was not somebody that you needed to work around, right? This is somebody that you could work with. Do not be surprised if in the next day or so, somebody like Sony Michelle does not land on, or not even like Sony, that Sony Michelle himself doesn't come back. Because of all the positions on the field, the one that seems to be the easiest to find and the easiest to get up to speed in a short period of time is running back. They did it last year with this guy. This was, we have younger players make a little bit less money. It's an opportunity for him to kind of rebuild his career, Sonny Michelle. And, you know, in in New England, it didn't really work the way that I think they were hoping it would. With the Rams, it wasn't crazy number. Won a Super Bowl along the way. He was a useful player for them. What if Cam Akers goes down again? Not out of the question. The first two years in the league, he's missed huge chunks of time. What if Daryl Henderson goes down again? Not out of the question. His limited time in the NFL, he's missed a significant amount of time. Having somebody that you can just drop right in there. And look, they're not going to get rid of either one of those guys. But if you're Jake Funk, if you're Kyron Williams, if you're one of these other guys that was trying to, you know, make the team as RB3 and RB4, I might be looking over my shoulder a little bit at Sony Michelle. That seems like a very decent opportunity for him to drop right back into this thing and make a whole lot of noise for the Rams and be the guy that Sean McVay can count on, right? All the stars are going to do the star things. Aaron Donald's going to come up with big plays. Matthew Stafford's going to make incredible throws. Cooper Cup is going to catch 10 balls a game and get in the end zone, right? We, we know what that's going to look like, but you need some guys that are just solid NFL players that are going to do their job, and you don't need to worry about blown assignments. You don't need to worry about putting guys putting the ball on the ground. Sony Michelle is one of those guys. He proved it with the Rams last year. Don't be surprised if he comes back. Whether they can fit him in you know, financially, Maybe you got to make some other moves along the way, but if guys like that is still available and the Rams have any sort of questions in this in in the backfield, don't be surprised if Sony Michelle is a Ram all over again. All right, so the question: more or less pressure on Sean McVay going into the season after the Super Bowl than going into any season with a Super Bowl? That's coming up next on Locked On Rams. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that could happen? You end up driving below the speed limit. You tell yourself, right, it's no big deal, huh? Wrong. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everybody else around you. Talk about a buzzkill, right? Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high and get a DUI. So there are a couple of different categories of NFL coaches, right? And, you know, there, there are guys that come in and get an opportunity and it doesn't work out and they go back to being coordinators and maybe get a second bite of the apple, maybe not. But there are guys that come in and go out. And then there are guys that come in and never really get to that point where you're hoping they do, where they're Super Bowl contenders, but they last a long time. Or maybe they get close, but they just can't quite get that thing. Think Jeff Fisher, right? Lasted a long time in the league. Never really had a Super Bowl caliber team other than a very brief period of time with the Tennessee Titans, but survives in the NFL is, is, you know, essentially for at least a while competent, right? There's that group. And then there are the guys that get over the hump, right? And then there are the guys that win a Super Bowl, 
guys that um, can kind of feel like they have been to the top of the mountain, right? Think John Harbaugh. Think think a guy that uh, Pete Carroll, right? That win a Super Bowl. Maybe they've been to more than than one, but they punched their ticket, right? And they are they're maybe Mike Tomlin, right? Another guy that has been to a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl, and is very very highly regarded around the league. Andy Reid is another one. Been to Super Bowls, won one. His team's always in the mix. Then there's that next category of guys. The next category, guys, is far, far fewer. You're basically talking about Bill Belichick at this point. Um, other guys that we've seen come through the league, like a, a Mike Shanahan perhaps is in this category. Um, Bill Walsh, Bill Parcells, these guys that are uh, Joe Gibbs, right? Guys that win and win Super Bowls and do it, I don't know if you can ever say regularly outside of Belichick, but they're in the mix and win more than one and it keeps going. Sean McVay is trying to figure out which of those two groups that he's going to live in. Is he going to live in the group where I went to a couple of Super Bowls and I won one, maybe even get to another Super Bowl here or there, and I got the one, can never take it away, and I'm a Super Bowl champ. Congratulations. Or do you want to be one of those dudes? Do you want to be in the Bill Walsh, Bill Parcells, Joe Gibbs, Bill Belichick, Mike Shanahan conversations where you've won multiple Super Bowls only? That is a very, very small group. An incredibly small group. Now, with that being said, let me ask you a question. Do you get the sense that Sean McVay doesn't think of himself as extraordinary? And I don't mean that in an arrogant or an egotistical sort of way. I'm talking about that in just that I, I believe that Sean McVay believes he was chosen to do this. I am not just here because I like football. I liked playing as a kid and I didn't want to leave. So I decided to go into coaching. And ah, it turns out I'm pretty good at this. I believe he believes that this is something that I was born to do, that the, his organizational, his leadership, his motivational, his his intensity, his his ability to operate at an incredibly high level on things that are not particularly high level kind of thing, like a preseason football game. You watch this during the preseason. He's as plugged into that as now it's maybe slightly less intense, but he's seeing it all. He can't turn it off. Right. He does not clock out at the Rams facility, go home and not think about the Rams until he comes back in the next day, right? He's, he's consumed by it, which is why I think coming into this season and really in his career moving forward, there's more pressure on him every single season. Because if you go from one, if you go from the category of Mike McCarthy and uh, Pete Carroll, Andy Reid, good coaches, Maybe not Mike McCarthy, but guys that won, but got one, right? Andy, Andy and Carol are, are still in it, but Andy, Andy Reid certainly has another chance to win some more for sure. But now, hey, are you going to get to as many as Parcells? Are you going to get to as many as Gibbs? Are you going to get to as many as Shanahan or, or whoever, Tom Landry, Chuck Knoll, whatever those guys are, right? He looks at himself as one of those guys. That, that, that's why the idea of him walking away from football and going into broadcasting just never made any sense to me. Until he gets that second one, the first one's not enough. And, and when he gets two, it's now I got to get that third one. That's an even thinner slice of guys. He's in his mid-30s. He's going to be chasing this thing as aggressively as he can for the next 15, 20, 30 years, theoretically. And I think the the urgency may fade a little bit. Like I haven't gotten it to, okay, now I know how to do this. We need to figure out how to do this more frequently. I think that's where the pressure comes from. It's entirely from within. 
This doesn't come from fans. Look, quite honestly, if the Rams turned around this year and had an 11-6 and six year and got bounced in the first round of playoffs, is anybody furious? Probably not, right? You won the Super Bowl a year ago. You had another good year. You got beat in the playoffs. Let's say you lose to Tampa or something. Right? Is it a disaster? Probably not. To Sean McVay, it would be a disaster. And that's why the pressure on him coming into this season, I think, is higher than any season he's had since he got that job a few years ago. And that's really saying something. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Rams. Thanks for making us your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen, Locked on Fantasy Football. It's the Vin, It's I should say Vinny Eiler is the intellectual fantasy expert. He's got over 20 years of NFL expertise and unique angles to give you the moves that no one else has. Get you ready for your fantasy draft with Locked on Fantasy Football. Until next time, whose house? It's Locked on Rams' house.